podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On our channel, we've got podcasts, interviews and content on all sorts of subjects, including football, mental health, wrestling, MMA, movies, TV, everything you can think of. We've had uh, many guests from footballers to fighters, actors, musicians and journalists. And uh, in fact, I am joined by an investigative journalist and author, Mr. Harry Harris, to uh, discuss the latest developments uh, following the Emiliano Sala uh, tragedy as uh, things have kind of been happening this week. Uh, obviously, previously, you can check out my full-length interview with Harry, uh, which I broke down into three parts, which was uh, just under two hours long, very detailed, as we discussed uh, his book, The Killing of Emiliano Sala. It's uh, did it up, uh, rackled that rackled audio downloads for uh, for the first day, did uh, a lot more than usual, and uh, yeah. So uh, we also did an extra show, uh, myself and Andy Campbell, former Cardiff City striker, and uh, we discussed the book, and uh, we both discussed how we went into the book thinking one thing, uh, mainly due to the title, and then as we uh, came out of it and we had read the book, we came out with completely different opinions, and. Uh, Everyone who I've spoken to, I'd recommend they read the book. Um, and I know quite a few people who have now gone on to read the book after initially saying they would not read it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the word is spreading. Uh, Harry, thank you for joining me again. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm a regular now. Yeah, that's it. There, Regular guests. That's what we like. Only the, only the good ones get asked back, asked back a second time. So, um, yeah, so it's been a, quite a, a newsworthy week. Uh, regarding this because obviously uh, Cardiff put, sent a file to the French authorities. Um, could you explain a little bit about what that entails and kind of what Cardiff are hoping to achieve with that? Sure, yeah. Well, uh, you, as you read in the book, they uh, hired um, a top uh, French lawyer who specialises in these type of things Oh, three months ago, um, I think with a view to bring in a civil action for criminal manslaughter. But I think as um, the months progressed and um, as they looked very much into the um, potential allegations that exist, I think they felt that this needed really to be handed over to the police. Um, and the entire file, and I, I'm told it's a quite a substantial list of allegations and a, a very large file, uh, has been handed over to the prosecutors in France, and they're going to make a decision whether or not to prosecute. I'd be amazed if they didn't. Um, they are very serious allegations, uh, many of which appear in the book, uh, but go much, much further. Yeah, it's, um, it's very... It's interesting. I find it particularly interesting over the last couple of weeks, uh, watching people's opinion change, particularly uh, Cardiff City fans, who some of which were maybe a bit critical of Cardiff for not paying the fee or for you know just that kind of that kind of angle to it, and um, obviously fans from other clubs who are not as aware of the ins and outs of it are always going to be you know critical of Cardiff for not paying the fee. But after reading the book and 
getting a bit more information about it, I was amazed and I completely backed the club. You know, why, why would they pay that fee without the investigation being complete? Um, and then when you discover some of the things which Nantes have, uh, have done, and then you discover that yesterday I was, you know, going through Twitter, looking at some transfer stuff, as you do. And I see a, a post saying about a, a French or a, f a footballer that Nantes are trying to, uh, I think it was sell or buy. Um, and Willie said, Willie Mackay is working hard on the transfer. transfer. Um, and I just could not believe, I had to read it twice because I thought, surely that can't be true. Surely, you know, Nantes, who have been so publicly critical of Cardiff City, can't possibly be working with this same uh, perceived football agent who's banned in France and has been involved in, you know, this transfer, which has resulted in the, you know, potential death of two people. Um, but no, he is. Um, were you surprised that Willie Mackay was still working with Nantes? I'm not surprised at anything that Willie Mackay does, honestly. Well, I mean, what we've established in the book and what's been established in, in, in our Daily Telegraph investigation into it, um, led by Ben Rumsby at the Telegraph, an exceptionally gifted journalist who's, who's very vigilant and, and um, double checks all of his facts. What's been established quite clearly is that contracts have been signed with Mark Mackay. Yes. On the third, uh, the company we've established uh, is um, owned by Mark Mackay and William Mackay's wife. Hmm. Um, William Mackay uh, has a reputation that if you want a middle grade French player, um, particularly in France, um, he's the go to guy. Um, he has all the contacts. He's obviously admitted uh, quite publicly, in fact, in a BBC interview, that he's helping his son up the, uh, the ladder of agency. So, you know, he's pretty active in, in, in what he does. That's been established in the Salah transfer. All the details you've read in the book yep. uh, and in the Telegraph investigation. So why wouldn't he be doing the same thing? I mean, you know, uh, uh, you have to look at it from his point of view. He doesn't think he's done anything wrong. So uh, he's off and running and doing exactly the same thing. But I, I think the point you made earlier is a very valid point, and one that needs to be addressed is that, uh, you know, the perception is by a large group of Cardiff fans is why, why don't they just pay up? Even just pay half of it up. <clears throat> but I think the more that you read the book, the more that's coming out, the more that's going to come out that I know is going to come out. Um, you would say to yourself, if you were Cardiff and running that football club, well, you would not pay a penny. You, no. you would want to wait and see what, what develops. Now, the file that they've given to the prosecutors has some very interesting language in it. You know, allegations of wrongdoing, crimes, um, transfer irregularities, all, all the kind of things that we've been talking about is it, spelt out in graphic specific terms in this indictment. Now, I'd be amazed if the police don't take this up, but I think there's been so much um, uh, out there that's confused Cardiff City supporters. But as you've rightly said, this should be something that all football fans look at because it's happening at their football clubs. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. For one minute, William Mackay is alone in, in the way he operates, but nor is it um, uh, to be believed that there's only one football club he ever uh, involved in. So it's your football club out there that, that, that all these kind of manifestations that we've been talking about are happening and are happening today and have been happening all this month. So all football fans should be fully aware when they read this book that this goes on at their club. Absolutely. One of the common questions which I've had 
uh, over the, the last week or so since the initial interview dropped. And actually, Andy asked the same kind of question when we did the show ourselves, was, was why haven't uh, you know, the governing bodies such as FIFA, UEFA uh, and such, why haven't they stepped in to stop Willie Mackay, like Willie Mackay has obviously and openly said he's involved in transfers in France, but as, you know, he's banned from working on transfers in France. So why haven't uh, a governing body like FIFA or UEFA stepped in to make sure that, that he's not working on these transfers? Well, I think you have to look at FIFA and the fact that they, um, they think they resolved this issue about who should pay the transfer fee and, and uh, sided with Nantes. Um, yes. You also have to look back, going back in time, in recent times, about um, FIFA's uh, reputation in, in mm. the world of corruption, should I say, put it that way. Uh, and would they be the right people to adjudicate in issues like this? Um, there used to be regulations governing agents by FIFA. Um, they found it impossible to police. They handed it back to the football associations. The FA looked at it. After years of looking at it, felt, well, we can't handle this. We can't police it. Let's hand it back to FIFA. And where is it at the moment? Oh, someone suggested, let's cap the amount of money that you pay to an agent from a transfer fee. <laughs> and all, all that's been organised is the agents have said, yeah, no chance because we'll sue you all. So, you know, um, regulating football agents is a non-starter for all the football authorities. They don't want to know, don't want to touch it. Too much hard work, impossible to police, so let them get on with it. It's madness, isn't it? Because when you think, you know, apart from the, obviously, the tragic aspects of this whole thing where two people have lost their lives, it has shone a light on this kind of seedy underbelly of, of football agents and transfers again, which, you know, it seems to happen every now and again, but kind of nothing changes, you know? Um, we have these same things, you know, FIFA, like you, like you mentioned, uh, FIFA corruption has been exposed before, and are they the best adjudicators for things like this? Probably not. Um, the same with, you know, we had the, the thing with uh, Sam Allardyce when he was England manager. There's, there's all these things which rear their head, but you would think uh, something as tragic as this alongside that CD underbelly being exposed would make football clubs, football fans, football associations want to, want to do better and want to change. Uh, is that, do you think it's solely down to the amount of money involved that it's, there is no change or is it just because it's so difficult to police? Well, I, I think it's difficult to police and there's so much money involved, but um, the two aspects that when the Sala case was being first looked at, um, the Premier League said, well, yes, we, we're taking on board what Cardiff is saying, that there should not be these grey areas of um, uh, semi-commercial flights, which proven to be illegal in the Sala case. Um, yes. Well, he actually introduced some regulations that all clubs will sign up to. Why not? It's very simple. We will not actually participate in any illegal flights. What happened? Nothing. Never even discussed. Jeez. So, um, you know, uh, what's going to happen tonight, let me tell you, is that the Cardiff chairman is going to address a selected group of the media because there is still this element of confusion and doubt and scepticism out there, particularly with Cardiff supporters, who are still saying, just pay the money, you should be paying the money. Um, 
they don't take on board what's in this book, what we've been reporting in the Telegraph, what, 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 what you and I are now talking about. Yeah. You, you've seen the light, you've read the book, you've changed your mind. The killing of Emiliano Sala, in fact, was the least evil of the titles I could come up with. Because if, if I'd have actually come up with a title that reflected what's going on, we wouldn't have been able to publish the book. No, um, I can imagine. So it goes beyond what that title says. Um, but even so, what I've tried to do in the book is follow the evidence, follow the circumstantial evidence, follow the uh, speculation that the investigators are talking about, not my speculation, and for the reader to make their own mind up. And you've seen the volume of uh, comments from those oh, who yeah. read the book. You've seen what they now believe, completely different, as you said, from what you started off with. So um, I think the publishers are, are actually thinking about uh, renaming it the football crime of the century, <laughs> which fits it more, more, more appropriately because the word crime is in the uh, indictment that uh, Cardiff was sent to the police. Uh, the Cardiff chairman wants to actually, I believe, I can't, I can't speak for him, but I believe what he'd want to say tonight to, 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 through the media to, to the Cardiff fans and all fans is why haven't the Premier League put these, these things in, in their rules about illegal flights? Why is it still a wild west out there with agents? Why isn't someone regulating these agents? What is going on? How are they still operating in the way they have done in the past with no care in the world, no one regulating them? Um, but more so, why Cardiff on moral and financial issues are not paying the fee? Why, yes. why would you pay a transfer fee while all this is still in abeyance? When there's potential court cases, criminal cases, police here, Arrested one person on, on criminal manslaughter, they may re revisit that again. You've got the police activities in France where the regulations and the laws are far stronger regarding people who are representing a company like Nantes, who is representing them, are acting for them. So I think you've got a lot of things to, to come out the woodwork before anyone did. And, and Cardiff have made it perfectly clear. If at the end of that process, it's then decided they should pay the transfer fee in part or in whole, they will do so. Yeah, and I think that's the thing which gets lost uh, amongst everything is, is Cardiff have never said, we will not pay it. They have always said, we will pay what we are due to pay when the investigation is complete by all the relevant authorities, places, etc. Um, and that often gets lost. Uh, I'll be very interested to, to hear what uh, Mehmet Dalman has to say tonight because like you say there's this big file which was sent off to the French authorities um, and you know what I'd give to uh, to have a peek at that and see uh, you know some of the 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 evidence the language you well, had a briefing about what's in it are you allowed to talk about exactly what's in it or what you know what's in it or is that kind of uh... well um, the, the difficulty is with all these investigations, it, it, it's harder than you think, you know, to, to, to make a, an extravagant claim in the book or in a newspaper uh, can't be done. There, there's protection and yeah. until things are proven. So by merely handing over a file of allegations, thus far their allegations, until the prosecutors in France bring some charges and, and publish what those charges are, very difficult for me to tell you or to anyone what is it actually in it because it, 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 it's extremely defamatory if it's proven not to be true. Yeah, of course, and I suppose it's an ongoing investigation as well. Um, and like you say, they are 
allegations at this point. Um, I hope I've got to say that there has been certain things leaked by the keep. So uh, because um, uh, because of their, their closeness to, to the French prosecutors, the, the French lawyers, uh, they have a better end. And they yeah. have obviously been briefed like I have been briefed and have published snippets of what appears in, in, in that indictment. And as I said, you know, the word wrongdoing, crime, transfer irregularities, um, uh, pointing to all sorts of people um, uh, appear in this indictment. Uh, and it's quite clear that they believe there is a crime that's been committed and they believe it's criminal manslaughter. Yeah, I mean, the other thing um, is there's, there's a, co a signed contract, obviously, between uh, the company, which is uh, owned by Mark Mackay and William Mackay's wife, between Nantes and that company regarding the sale of of Sala, um, so you know that's that's a that's a paper trail that there you know a direct connection between the Mackay family and the transfer, even without you know the things William Mackay has openly said. Um, and if the French, uh, you know, the French laws and the French uh, people who are going to investigate it and potentially prosecute it. That's the sort of thing which they're going to use, I would assume, is documentation and, and contracts and conversations and emails. And I, like I say, it's, it's difficult to talk about it without knowing what's in, exactly in the, the complaints. Oh, I, I know exactly what's in it. And uh, I'll pose this question. Um, are there side contracts? Uh, are there so other mobile phones that agents use? And yes. Managers use? Um, uh, let me just pose those questions and, and ponder those. Yeah. It's a question. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, the things which, uh, when I was discussing with Andy, you know, we, we kind of discussed the book generally for about an hour and a half. Um, obviously, we couldn't go through it chapter by chapter because we would have been there for a good few hours. But one of the things which I think Andy particularly got, as, a, as an ex-player who, you know, had been has moved clubs and transferred, one of the things which he seemed to me to, to, to affect him quite a lot was, was the, the way that David Henderson, the pilot who was supposed to fly the flight, has com been completely non-cooperative and you know, has not issued any statements, has not really seemed to, to help in any way. Because obviously behind all these uh, investigations and, and uh, you know, inv news articles, prosecutions, allegations, there's a family back in Argentina and David Ibbotson's family who were desperate for answers and desperate for, you know, for justice and, and things like this. Um, and I think the thing we discussed is that David Henderson is one of those people who can provide those answers and seemingly is very reluctant to do so. Um, has there been kind of any development with, because uh, obviously he was arrested for, uh, I can't remember what the terminology was, some in manslaughter. Uh, was it inv or involuntary manslaughter? He was arrested. Criminal for manslaughter. Criminal manslaughter. Um, and then he obviously was released on bail. Has anything further happened with that? No, well, I mean, the, um, the process is complex because the police cannot pursue those lines of inquiries until we, um, the, we hear from the aviation authorities and what they've decided. They, unknown to most people, I would imagine, uh, they have precedence on, on their inquiries. They come first. Uh, how on earth they're going to actually deliberate on this final conclusion when they haven't actually salvaged the plane? 
How are they ever going to know why or how the potentially deadly carbon dioxide in, in sufficient degrees to make both parties in that plane unconscious? How do they get into the cockpit? How are they actually going to know that? They can't, surely. It, it, it's a glaring mistake. It's like you and I watching all those um, murder uh, mysteries on TV and then you see all the, uh, you know, do not disturb the crime scene. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they didn't even have a crime scene. No. I mean, you know, it's, it's Mr. Plod, isn't it? You know, it's, um, uh, it, it, it is a shambles. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, what, and, and again, it's a common question which I was getting was how, you know, how can the Aviation Authority possibly complete their investigation, like you just said, because they can never find out how the CO2 got into the cockpit and the plane. And if you can't do that, it's very difficult to understand how they'll complete that investigation, which means this could potentially drag on for, you know, years. Because if the police... I, think, I think they're going to close the case uh, after all these investigations. You know, I, think we, I think we're reaching the end point because you can't go much further. You, know, you, you, you can only draw two conclusions how a deadly gas got into the cockpit in that kind of volume. It was either a mechanical fault, and that's perfectly plausible because it was a very old plane and they had yeah. a history of... But they, but they are looked at before they take off. Um, and there is another explanation, and you know that that goes into the conspiracy theories and where that might lead. And and then the, it begs the question: if you go down that that path, well, who had to gain? Why would they, anyone want to do anything like that? And you have to look at the multitude of people involved in this transfer. I mean, it it is just incredible. Even on the legitimate side, there is more than a whole team, more than eleven legal experts looking at all the varieties of things only on behalf of Cardiff. So you've probably got the same at, at Nantes. You know, it, it, it is unbelievable the amount of people that are looking into this case and the amount of people who have their financial fingers in the pie. Yes, it is. Um, I've just, because you mentioned uh, Lequip had uh, leaked some stuff. I just had a little uh, search on my other screen, but here just to see uh, what I could find. And there's a very interesting quote uh, from Antoine V. Uh, it says, it would appear that the intermediaries, first and foremost, Willie Mackay, were actively involved at all stages in the transfer of Emiliano Sala, despite the fact that they, uh, that they did not have an agent license. FC Nantes and its representation, representatives were complicit in this offence by deliberately having relations with intermediaries who they knew were involved illegally. Um, that on its own is going to be problematic, I would imagine, for you know, for the French authorities. Just that little snippet, would you think? I would think almost certainly, because you've got to look at the word illegally. Yes. What do you think he means by that? Well, I would say that uh, you know, it's it's, a, it's what it's saying is uh, not uh, fully aware that. Uh, William Mackay should not be involved in the transfer, but they are openly negotiating or uh, discussing the transfer with him. You see, it's a lawyer talking there, and he's very carefully in the words he's using. Yes. You would assume he's talking about um, illegally in terms of football association, FIFA, UEFA, but they don't care anyway. He isn't. He's talking about illegally. 
Yeah, and he also says, um, I, and I will say these are all allegations, just to cover myself, uh, these are, are complete allegations, nothing is proven. Um, if it emerges that FC Nantes representation, uh, representatives were not only informed of, of the flight, but also the fact that Willie Mackay chartered flights without authorization, they could be accused of manslaughter and being complicit in this crime. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're not a problem at all. We're just so, on I mean, the air at the moment. I'll call you back. <laughs> um, no, I think... Um, uh, sorry, remind me of the question. Uh, so, basically, it's a further statement from the same uh, gentleman. Uh, it basically said... Uh, but also the fact that William Mackay chartered flights without authorisation and they could be accused of manslaughter and being complicit in this crime. It's, well, see, this, this is a good point because... Nods have said all along, uh, and you might recall in the book, it's very interesting, we produced a photograph of um, Emiliano Sala back in the dressing room. Yes. Where we were saying goodbye to all of his teammates. Do you remember that picture? Yep, yeah, got it. Um, and um, he, he tweeted saying, um, I've come back to say goodbye. Here I am in the dressing room saying goodbye to all my mates. And it was retweeted by Nod. Yes. Don't now say that picture could have been taken at any time. <laughs> we don't know it was at that particular day. That's what they're now saying. Because they do not want that, what you've just read out, pinned on them. Yes. So from that statement, it does seem as if if the French authorities go down that route of... Uh, kind of manslaughter or criminal manslaughter, Willie Mackay is being uh, kind of, not, I don't want to say lumped in, but like he's being directly associated with that and Nantes. It does seem as if it's not just Nantes. Uh, like Cardiff seemed to, you know, just going off that statement or the two statements uh, which have been leaked from Le Quip, it does seem as if they're associating both with Willie Mackay and Nantes in well, the alle allegations. No, they're not. What okay. they're saying is, William Mackay is not. So I see. here in, in English law, you would really, it's a very difficult thing to prove. Mm -hmm. If you act as an agent, consultant, or part-time job, or whatever it is, here in England, the law is a bit, bit of a fudge. Okay. In France, it's rock solid. If, if you are representing a company, so if, if an agent is representing the football club, he is the football club. I see. So every action that he performed as part of that transfer would be, you know, on Nantes' behalf. So yeah, hiring the plane, working uh, to get into different clubs, all of that in French law means it was Nantes who was doing it. It's good. And that's when you... So why would you pay Nantes 15 million pounds uh, if, you, if, if that was the case, would you? No. If in French law, they are culpable because of the people they hired and employed. Yeah. But they say in French law, um, you would not then pay them £15 million. What you'd be saying is, um, if we took a civil action for what's going on, for, for criminal manslaughter, uh, um, what we, we would be wanting is the £15 million plus the £1.8 million in bonuses. So, you know, we'd want that money rather than paying that money. So there'd be no payment to be made. No. Um, 
this <clears throat> Cardiff have obviously investigated this to, to hand over a file of this magnitude with the information and I would assume documentation that they've provided. Well, they've, I'll just stop you there because it, you know it's not Cardiff. You know they 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 hired the 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 best legal brains in this particular field in France. Okay. Uh, and that the whole group of lawyers who are looking at it and investigators in France came up with a file. So, you know, it, it, it's a suspicion that Cardiff had, but they passed it on to these people and they have firmed up those suspicions to the point where they think we can't, you know, this, this is, you know, Cardiff, as, as the chairman of Shaw will explain tonight, you know, they can't just issue a, a civil action. This is so serious. It has to go to the police. Wow. It's, it's incredible, and it, uh, again, I, I hate to harp back to the same things, but it just to, to like to, for me personally, I just think the, the transfer world is so murky, and and but it goes on, and no one's bothered. So no. all, all of the things we've seen at Cardiff is happening at your football club, wherever you are, um, it, even at, probably at the top level, because. What happens is, uh, and you, you might have read the section of the book, Jerome Anderson quoted as saying, you know, I had one transfer and there was 10 intermediaries involved. That is, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, again, me and Andy discussed that, just the, the sheer numbers of people involved. I don't suppose he was surprised. But I mean, on, on average, you might get three or four, maybe five or six. But, you know, um, as he said, on one, it was, I mean, he was accused of pocketing £40 million from Blackburn transfers while he was acting there. His son was playing there and all that sort of stuff. He's an old mate of mine. He said, oh, you know, it doesn't work that way. You know, it might have been £40 million in, in, in commissions, but on one transfer, there was 10 other people we had to pay. Yeah, of course. Now, on this Salah one, there could be as many as that involved somewhere along the line. In the background or? It could be traced all the way back to South America. And we've, we've, we all know about the, the guys that turned up at West Ham and third party owners. Yeah. I investigated all of that at the Mirror. You know, um, whereas it might have been banned first here by the FA, then by FIFA, no one's policing it. You're no. telling me it doesn't still happen? You'd be very naive to believe that. No, absolutely. Um, so what you're referring to there, just for people if they're not aware, um, is third-party ownership. Um, just for anyone who is aware, what, what is third-party ownership? It's a very busy day. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, I better go and take these calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I... Um, <laughs> Otherwise, they won't go away. No, no, that's fine. I appreciate you joining me anyway, uh, Harry. Um, <clears throat> obviously, there's a, there's a press conference tonight, and uh, it will be very interesting to, to hear what Mr. Darwin has to say. Uh, if you'd like to come back on next week and have a chat about, uh, about the press conference, then you are obviously more than welcome. Uh, and I urge everybody to check out the book, The Killing of Emiliano Sala, as, uh, as soon as possible. And uh, actually... Find out some of the facts which you may not know from other places. Uh, Harry, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Go take your phone calls. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Podcast Network.